Welcome back uh, to another episode of Monday Music Breakdown. Today we're going to talk about lyrics and writing and everything that goes into the creation all things of songs. Involved, I feel involved like I need a coffee right now with this kind of music. There's a, there may or may not be a coffee cup <laughs> as the picture in the background for this music. You know... It's a beautiful cold cold day out here in Daytona. It's in, a, it it's is. A, it's like it's 50 degrees. It's a brisk 50 degrees. It's not. It's like a damp. It's been like drizzling all day. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's I think that, that actually makes it a little colder though. Like Yeah, and the wind. Yeah. It's been It's like it's, a wet 50 degrees. It's been a consistent like gray color out yeah. the entire day. And it it just makes you want to curl up Curl up by the fire. Curl up by the fire. Get Grab a nice a cup of cocoa. Cocoa. A nice cup. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Cam nice pronounces we're going to start calling Cam Reed. If you listen to the Wicked Scores okay. podcast, Reed often mispronounces very easy words, and we're adding Cam to that category now. Anyway. Anywho. And when, when you're sipping your cocoa and you're by the fire, you just want to listen to some nice music, and you hear some lyrics, and you're like, wow, I really enjoy those lyrics. I wonder who wrote those. Yeah. It I was do. probably the artist, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, uh, no. Not always. You're telling me not every artist writes all their lyrics all no, the time? No, that is not true, <gasps> despite popular opinion. What do you mean? And in fact, the only genre where that's really uh, prevalent. 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 Okay. <laughs> no, it is prevalent. Pregnant. <laughs> Pregnant. <laughs> Pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Is, um, it's only in rap, really, where... That's like a problem. Yeah, like people where, take where, offense to it. Exactly. I think it's because and the, I think that's really interesting. It's the rap like culture. Everything started with rap being part of like being lyrical. Like that's <clears throat> that's the whole point of rap is at least its inception was having that ability to be really really lyrically profound. A real spiritual lyrical miracle. <laughs> yeah, habitual ritual criminal individual. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. You're 100% right. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, a lot of uh, artists in, like, the rap community get chastised when people call them out for uh, having ghostwriters, which is the term that is used for um, kind of, like, the hidden writer that's really the man behind the pen of yeah. the words being spoken. I mean, that's also in in actual writing. Too. Yeah. I feel like a great like counter group to rap would be a band called the Ghostbusters. They would seek out rap artists who are being confirmed to have ghost writers and then just absolutely roast them. Drake, we coming for you. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's always like when there's beef in, in the rap industry, the first thing people will come at someone else with is, oh, you don't write your own music. You get have someone else write it for you. And... Like oh. and people are like, oh, really? Like, oh, I take t I take offense to that. I thought he wrote his own music. Oh. 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 oh, exactly. And they they do that when they hear that, he, that someone doesn't write their own music. But in like we'll go, we'll start with modern times in country. I would say about half it. It's half and half. Half the artists write their own music. Okay. But there's a very very big market for people writing, you know, writers and mm -hmm. then singers. Yeah. And the same way with pop artists too. A ton of pop artists just buy songs or have songs that other people wrote for them okay and it never seems to be a problem you know when when you hear when you hear like a miley cyrus like old miley cyrus music like she never wrote any of that if you hear what 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to stuff. Like, I don't want to say mean, stuff that's not true. So well, I know, you know for a like, fact I that mean, she didn't do I, that. I guess, I mean, with rap, I guess it understands because that's that where that whole respect thing comes from. As like your lyrics are your pride. Like, that's the, like, what you wear on your sleeve, per se, of like, oh, I've lived this, I've done that, and this is what my music's about. I mean, that can, I mean, for all other genres of music, that may matter. But I don't know if other genres of music really care that much. Like you're saying with country, I know rock, there's plenty of instances of them not even writing. But, I mean, I feel, I don't know, maybe this is a stretch of what I'm saying, but, you know, between rap and, like, singing. Like, if you have a natural singing voice but can't actually creatively think of anything, yeah, then you're a poor artist. And rap, necessarily your vocal range is not as important as your rhythm and your ability to just speak in a way that people gravitate towards it. If see, that makes sense. I agree with that. The other reason that people listen to like pop or other genres though is because their their singing ability is like the driving factor behind their music besides the musicality of like the instrumental or whatever, but a lot of times it's not necessarily the words and we see that now lately we talked on a previous podcast about how the quality of what is being said has kind of shifted especially in the top 40s but a lot of what is being pushed now as far as what's popular is the person's ability to sing and i think that at least recently has kind of like eclipsed the need for having good lyrical content so i think at least in genres outside of rap that's not as big of an issue now as it could have been in the past yeah yeah i agree with that yeah but yeah like I want to go to like the forties and the twenties and like those ranges of music. There was not one. I would, okay. Maybe there, there, there was a few, but 99% of the music put out was if, if a person sang it, they did not write it. And if a person wrote it, they did not sing it. There is a few instances like fats Waller. <laughs> your feet's too big. He did write that. A real, a real spiritual yeah, way. Like hoagie, hoagie Carmichael wrote and sang some of his stuff but frank sinatra didn't write a whole lot of his he didn't i don't i seriously could he maybe wrote co-wrote five or six of his eight thousand songs he put out and that's another interesting part of it is the co-writing aspect of it you see a lot like if you go if you dig deep into like the wikipedia of every single song there's different uh like citations like people get um credit for being a producer or get credit for being a writer or whatever on songs that like actually prime example of this is j cole's um 2014 forest hills drive album is you know it was the first rap album to go platinum since mc hammers um without any features on it or whatever whatever that whole big thing was um but people were like, oh, you know, like it's, it says no features, but like look at this. And then you look at the writing credits and there's like 10 writers on one song. So even though it's not a, there's no features on it, there's nobody else singing or rapping on the song. Like 10 different people helped to write that song. But there's a lot of politics in the music industry that go into why that person got a writing credit on that song. Yeah, you could just be like, oh, no, change this word to this word. Yeah, and then everybody, okay, I want writing credits. Or <laughs> pronounce he, it with an A instead of like yeah. something else. You know? Or if he took like a phrase from another person's song, he has to put them in as a writing credit because exactly, it was yeah. their lyric originally. Yeah. So you see that everywhere. So I don't think that's. It's one of those things that anymore, 
does it really matter? If yeah. you're not claiming to be a highly lyrical, intelligent Mastermind. person, yeah. I don't think it really matters I, as much. I, yeah, I remember when, because I like uh, first started listening to like rock a little and then rap, and I never really, I always thought that an artist would just sit down, like, and you would see it in the movies too, you know, artist sits down with a piece of paper, writes a, writes a song, and yeah. then re- records it. Plays it on the piano once, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, all right. New yeah. track. And then that's how every song was made. And I never ever like even thought that. Well, I never thought that it was different. And then I found out that like an artist didn't write this song and I was like, he should be fired. <laughs> like he, yeah. he shouldn't be allowed to sing anymore. <laughs> like I just, I figured like those two were just a writer songwriter together. And like, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to put the words, but. It, like you look at rock and roll like rock is a general like a genre in total so much of it's based off of other stuff there's so many instances you can listen to one song and go wow you speed that up five more beats you change the one note in that line and that is the backtrack to a song that came out three years earlier like yeah a lot of music i guess people don't realize or look past the point of like wow like the, how many times have you sat in the car with the radio turned down just a little too low and you're like oh is this and you turn up you're like huh and then you re- and then it's like that kind of shock. You're like, wow, like that's not original. Yeah. And then you realize, like, wow, you can do that with almost any artist from any era, and go, hmm. And it's just that narrow pathway of what good sounding music in that time period is that people don't want to step outside of that range. Yeah. And I guess what 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 matters is why people besides the artists, I guess, like in rap, like in our case, get offended. Like, why do people instantly just go, oh, well. Uh, like, why does it matter? If you enjoy the music, shouldn't that all the end, like, matter? Yeah, and as long as the writer gets credit or gets paid for their portion of the work, mm-hmm. that's the other thing. I think is maybe in the past that wasn't necessarily the case. The writers wouldn't get the credit because of that kind of taboo of having somebody else write your music for you. Are you talking about, like, in the 40s and 50s? Or? Well, no, because that yeah. was more of a case but like in the 90s when people i think started really getting called out for it yeah i agree with that yeah but in the in the 40s and 50s like you would even like i've seen like live performances of frank sinatra and he's like oh like hoagie carmichael wrote a little a little beautiful piece for me and i'm gonna sing it for you today yeah like it was it was two separate like professions in the same yeah because frank sinatra's talent was his yeah, voice in the same and, bubble like People who were good at writing wrote, and people who were good at singing sang, and then they worked together and they yeah. made an album. And and now it's like, it. I think there's a much bigger, a much bigger like, I guess stigma that you sh- have to write your own music. Yeah. Well, like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is like, oh, like, so I wrote this song. I wrote the, and then like. Yeah, you find out they have like, like. Yeah, fourteen. So writers. the band that just came. I'm only because I I have the hat here in the studio, but AJR live performed how they make a song the lyrics were extremely i think it was maybe mm, 25 30 words in total and i'm not discrediting their creativity at all all their creativity came out in how they use the instruments presented to them and their system of making the music yeah and like in that sense i'm like okay here's a great example of three brothers that all can moderately sing all right and they're all pretty talented musicians they use the most i was like oh you give them a songwriter for all i know they do and boom, you have some lyrical masterpieces. Like, yeah. there's that extent. It's like if Frank Sinatra wrote any of his work, 
like would it be worse or would it be better afterwards going like oh but it's all original it's all him yeah opposed to someone that really can write down and project motion through words and then give it to someone that can sing yeah and that using their voice writing it for them makes something yeah. much better I, I honestly i think i i have like a weird bias where it's like like if if i found out like if i thought frank sinatra wrote all his music or any you know Dean Martin wrote all his music and then I found out he didn't. I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. He's a singer. But it, when it comes to like rap, like if you, if you were like, guess what? Eminem has never written like any of his music. I would be like gutted. Like I would. Yeah. Like That's it, gutty, bro. Yeah. That's gutty, bro. Like I would be shocked because. Why? I'm just, I mean, I'm not. No, no, no. I, it just, is, it is weird though. Like I'm not a I'm, big, I'm not a big rap. I've just gotten into it. Really. I, I, I think it's because like what you said, like singers the the like the talent of a singer mm-hmm. is not how creative they could it's like use playing an instrument essentially yeah, yeah. Okay. like it, it's not it's not how creative they could be with the words they're saying it's how creative they could be with the range there of how they say the yeah words. of how they say it so that it's it's like them reading sheet music mm-hmm. like they're using their voice as an instrument but when it comes to rap it's it's not it's like how well you could be on beat like your syncopation, your cadence, and then your flow, how well you could stay with the beat. And then the third and most important part is lyrics and how you can make, how you could manipulate words to make them sound like other words and stuff like that. And how you can make these certain words rhyme in a certain amount of time and how many words you could rhyme together. And since that's the main focus and obviously, you know, rappers, especially when they started out, didn't sing. I mean, you have, you know, that weird hip-hop R&B where it's I like... I mean, the Beastie Boys are a weird mix. I mean, yeah. that's, a, yeah. that's a weird example, but I think about... It. I just... Um, they kind of scream, so... <laughs> well, like, they're, they're, they have great rhythm and stuff, yeah. but there's also points, because they started off as an actual hard rock band. Yeah. yeah. I just... I just I saw, like, a video or something about them. I never realized that. But they, that's how they started. That's why they have so many, like, rock backtracks in their yeah. music. Exactly. And... But when it comes to, you know, modern rappers right now, like the ones that pr- proclaim to just be rappers and not R&B, mm-hmm. what they do is they, they don't you don't move your voice up and down. You you just keep you a monotone it. voice and you say words that you've written down. Like it's almost like how like poopity scoop. Yeah. <laughs> but like, would you be if you like found some poetry like in a book mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, like written by this poet that I love like I love this so much and he found out that he didn't write any of his own poetry and it was by like someone else's would you be like oh then that's kind of scummy I mean it'd be I mean it's that's a weird example because then how do you take credit for a piece of literature that you didn't write you know what I'm saying yeah unless he heard someone say it and then because I mean people do write do ghost write books too oh yeah I I I know what you mean, but yeah. I, I get what you're saying. It's just to me, like, like, oh, I, I, I honestly can't even think of well, like then, an actual so like, poet. Let's like, even like just Doctor Shakespeare. Seuss. Well, Shakespeare was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, was a case. pretty notorious. Or, yeah, yeah, or like Doctor Seuss, like, like he changed children's lives with if like. You tell this me, Doctor Seuss had a ghost, right? I will. No, I know, right? <laughs> like, oh, what if it wasn't that little, that little guy with the glasses? Like, what if it wasn't him? What if it was like a team of like people writing in the background for him? Like, I feel like that. Not I would acid. be more upset. Then I'll be like, oh, Dean Martin doesn't write any of his stuff. And I'll be like, oh, okay. Like, he's a singer. He doesn't have to. That's, that's I think so it's, weird that you put it. I can see kind of like. Yeah. It's because 
there's a certain amount of like there's a certain skill set that every artist needs to have in order to be successful. You need to you need to check a certain amount of boxes. But the thing <laughs> there's is, there's like a flow chart. It doesn't matter what genre it is. You have to meet like most of those. Yeah. But the thing is, not every person is going to do that, and not every successful person in the music industry does check those boxes. But they get help from other places. But the things is, they have to check the boxes that are the most popular in their genre. So for pop and country you have to be able to sing yeah. if you can't sing like if like for, let's for example like ariana grande in pop she has a really good voice if you've heard her live or like acapella without any like um instrumentation or out any like augmentation to her voice no eqing no reverb nothing anything to make it sound better she does still have a really good voice so you're like okay this person is really talented but if for some reason she didn't actually have that and 90 percent of her voice was just like mixing and mastering like magic then people would be more upset that's i think a good comparison to like, I, eminem I actually, not writing his yeah own music. i actually completely agree with that that's yeah. a really good point it's because like it depends on what genre yeah. you are and what the main focus of the appeal of that genre is yeah there's those like famous music videos like in the early 2000s when lip syncing was really big yeah like britney spears yeah Mar britney spears Mariah got Carey, smoked for that yeah they got so mad because or like the lizzie mcguire movie where you know <laughs> paolo wasn't actually singing his own lyrics and yeah. or or a <laughs> uh, high school musical yeah with man zach efron Ugh. i when i like i i watched that as a kid and i was like damn he's he has a really good voice yeah and then I watched you learn it later. And yeah, you're like, Wait I, a I I saw it on TV a, a, like a few months ago, and I heard <laughs> right. him talk, and then he sings like a song, and I'm like, what? That's not even close to his voice. Like it's not. It's a different voice actor. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, I, I was like shocked. Like, why would you ever do that? Especially why since I think Vanessa Hudgens did her own. Yeah, she's singing. actually a good singer. Why would you cast someone who? doesn't sing in a musical they just, just don't fit they don't fit the role of the look like i guess like i don't know i, I get you could have found there's a million guys in hollywood that could bounce a basketball and sing they should have they should have found one especially since that was literally like, the point of like the plot is that he could bounce a basketball and sing this is the first time i'm agreeing with cameron fully on something <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time i had a good point note this one down <laughs> yeah no but i get what you mean like i guess like with like a rap artist like it's not just like with a rock band or like any other band it's like oh it's the whole sound like that's their their one thing is their rhythm their originality their their ability to connect with the audience and how they perform and i guess kind of like how you said like like a poet like if you found out oh the dude just put his name on stuff and he didn't do it like that's that's being a criminal yeah like i could see like that's your only talent is you can write creatively yeah, yeah. like, I, like I, for I, a rap I, yeah. artist to be like yo listen to my like you know my raps and you're like yeah. okay like these are great, and goes, but he wrote it. I'm like, you, 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 you hack. What the heck? Like, <laughs> yeah. like you're not projecting. You're singing like the lyrics in any way. Like anyone can sit there with a sheet, with half decent rhythm, and do something close to that. So I, I exactly. Get, I kind, I kind of can see. Yeah, that, like, I do see. I do see rap more as poetry, like more comparable to poetry than other music. Have you ever watched like a poetry slam? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I want to go over a couple of. Um, I just pulled up some rap songs that. Um, are pretty well known that have ghostwriters um, who wrote the lyrics for the song. So Lil Kim's Crush on You, uh, which is a great song, uh, was written by Cameron. Huh. 
Oh, nice uh, one, Cameron. Thanks. <laughs> Easy E's Boys in the Hood. Yeah, all Dr. Actually, Dre. Oh, no, Ice Cube. Yeah, that was Ice actually Cube. Ice Cube. Sorry. Which, I mean, that's fair. Like, that's NWA. That's their yeah. collective. So that one's, like, way more forgivable. Yeah, Easy E and Dr. Dre writes none of his music. Yeah. He he writes, okay, he writes some well, of his he music started, and it's trash. He started more as, as a just producer. the producer. Yeah. That's and, the same thing with Kanye. And, and but forgot, Kanye writes yeah. his music. And forgot about Dre. Oh, yeah. His, like... The, that's like one of his most famous verses and yeah. I forgot about Dre and it's all Eminem and you could tell that it's it's such a good verse because you could tell Eminem wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> um Will Smith's getting jiggy with it. Don't say it. Guess who it is? You'll never know. guess who the co he's a co writer. Okay, Will Smith wrote Kanye. some of it though? He wrote some of it. Kanye. Um, no, that, although that <laughs> would be you a give good me, guess. Like, could you give me a hint though? Um really famous rapper from th that the era of that song, which was like the late nineties. Mid nineties, Vanilla Ice. He <laughs> <laughs> took my answer. That like, would be incredible, <laughs> but no. Is it like Dr. Dre or like a gangster, or is it L yeah, closer? Yeah. Tupac. No. Uh, Close in that genre. Ice Cube. Though. No. Eminem. No. A little bit, kind of in between that those two genres. <laughs> Which one? Between the Ice Cube genre or era and the Eminem era. Says so it. It's Black Eye. Yeah. Oh God, I don't know. 50 Cent? <laughs> You're getting closer. Nickelback. 50 Cent. Um. Really, really big. Like, everybody's idol. Biggie. Biggie Close. You're Tupac, Biggie. Nas. Nas. That's who <laughs> wow. it was. It was Nas. Nas yep. sat down and thought, hmm, getting jiggy with it. Nah, 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 nah. Well, see, that's, I, that, I'm sure that part was probably yeah, Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> I want, okay, now I'm going to get really upset. Because if Will Smith didn't write Miami, I'm going to be very upset. Welcome to Miami. Lil' Kim's. That song is so good. Queen Bitch uh, was written by Biggie. Okay, so now <laughs> there there was a... There Still was Dre a, was actually written by Jay-Z. Really? Yeah, his verse for Still Dre was actually oh, written no, by Oh, no, I'm thinking about Forgot About Dre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, yeah. That, that's still D-R-E, yeah. Yeah. Because... Um, I don't know why I know this. My sister's a big Nicki Minaj fan, but Nicki Minaj and Lil Kim had a huge fight over who was like the queen of rap because like Lil yeah. Kim was first. But I'm starting to think Nicki Minaj did because I know Nicki Minaj writes most of her music at least. Yeah, there's, um, and I'm pretty sure she, like Nicki Minaj has bashed Lil Kim on that. Yeah, because like. Well, Lil' know. Kim did have quite a bit of her music written by other people. Yeah, but I, that was it. also, I think, closer to the times, too. That, that was, was, yeah. Early 2000s was a weird time. And she was Lil' Kim oh, was yeah. also closer to R&B. That's true. Was, uh, yeah. A little bit. All right. Um, Kanye West's Jesus Walks was co-written by Rhymefest. Okay. <gasps> so that's that's one that oh, I, 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 people I, probably did not know. I'm not too shocked by that. I feel like he wrote most of that. Um. Dre's nothing but a G thing was written by the DOC. Yep. Damn. That's sad. Yeah. Pretty sure he's um he's the guy who got in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah, and he like doesn't he can't rap anymore. So like all he does is write for his friends. I mean that's kinda cool though. Like at I least mean, you can still true. like fulfill like he was one of like the but he see, was one of that, he had that, like yeah. Is that a case then you're like, oh then that's acceptable. Yeah, well he man. had one of the most like gangster like rap voices. He was so good, he had a really good flow. And he, yeah, he got he flipped his car and got his accident in an accident. And he like broke his larynx, and it completely destroyed his voice. And he he talks like he smokes like ninety packs a day. <laughs> it's like oh, like he talks like that. <laughs> it's I know, it, it, but it's sad. Just the way you did that, how it sounded through the headset was just so weird. 
it, it, it's, that is, it's that's sad, really sad, yeah. And he writes for his friends now. Did you know that Beyonce's Irreplaceable was written by Neo? <laughs> I'm not surprised, actually. Apparently, she has quite a few... Um, that was or, earlier, definitely. Yeah, the, I mean, that was 2006. Yeah. I w- she has I, quite a few writers that... Well, and the other thing is, too, like, again, she's talented mostly because of her yeah. voice. I'm pretty sure Pharrell... Frank Ocean, Sia, Neo, Justin Timberlake are some of the ones that they yeah. listed. Here. Pharrell was a big writer that wrote for a lot of people. Yeah. And I know I know you guys don't know this song, but there's a song called um called Good Directions and it's by a country song. And it's re- it's like one of the most famous modern country songs. And it's by um oh, I can't think of the guy's name. Craig Campbell, I think. Hmm. And it, and it's ri- written by Luke Bryan. I'm sure you know who Luke Bryan is. Of course. Yeah. And he's he's known for like more like faster like party music, but he wrote like a really good song called Good Directions, but it was given to this other guy instead. And I that like blew my mind. So okay, so some of these I'm looking at a different list now um about like d- general like across every genre. Um Katy Perry co- uh ghost write, ghost righted songs for Kelly Clarkson. Really? Yeah. Huh. And Kesha ghost wrote for Britney Spears. I could see that. Um, see, yeah, that happens a lot. Like where like producers and writers just are like, you know what? I want to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I've made enough people famous. Like Pharrell, I had no idea who Pharrell was. I had no idea that he was a producer. And then he's like, I'm like, what's this guy singing about happy? Like, yeah. This is a good song. And, and then, then and then all of a sudden he was like, like produced by the, Pharrell, produced by Pharrell. And I yeah. started looking him up. I was like, oh my God, like I'm this is sure actually extremely talented. This last year, I'm pretty sure he got producer of the year. Yeah, he, he still the, does produce like literally everything. Which is insane. He's, he's super good. Yeah. He uh he's he's basically what DJ Khaled wishes he could be. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, and he doesn't Although, he doesn't say his name in every song. I either. will say, as far as like the funk wave type of summer vibes that DJ Khaled is going for, Calvin Harris does it way better. Oh yeah. And with way more frequency. Okay, but that's two different genres. No, it's not. Because Calvin Harris, have you heard his like the Migos like slide song? Yeah. That's Calvin Harris. Yeah, I don't that's, like Migos. Uh, well, no, but I'm saying that's just like that's no, what that, that's literally that's, that's the like exact one version, same. Though. No, that's but that's the exact same genre. If you if you go to that album, it's called um no like I've, funk waves or something. Like I've that. heard a bunch of his stuff, and none of it is really. It's the same kind of thing that DJ Khaled's trying to do with his like collaborations and stuff like that, where he makes an entire album with like 20 different artists. It's literally the exact same music, except ninety percent of his is, stuff like, is better. Uh, the f- the his last few albums were garbage, so uh, no, that's what I'm saying though. Like as far no, as what yeah, DJ I'm Khaled s- is trying to do with those albums, Calvin Harris has done with those specific albums. Calvin Harris obviously does like EDM, but with those yeah, specific I don't really albums, like Calvin Harris either. <laughs> he does the same thing. Sure, I love Calvin Harris. At least those albums, like the Funk Wave ones, are amazing. I like Fields, and that's it. <laughs> well, that's not bad. That's a good one. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give you that. So. Along with the writing of music comes the writing and the creation of music song titles. So there's a lot of song titles that 
yeah, we have no idea like where they like the words come from or sometimes they come from within the lyrics and it makes yeah. sense or sometimes it's about a story but then occasionally there's just song titles that are like why are these named this like what what is the the purpose I don't oh, know about oh you guys. I could give you a lot well I mean that's like a common habit most people do when they try to remember a song is they type in a lyric hoping that's what the song name is after because that's such a common thing to do yeah it's I mean like sorry to cut you off but I, cool. I <laughs> anyway I, I thought like again as a kid I, I thought I, I every single like song I listened to the title was in the song eventually mm-hmm. like a movie <laughs> Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, like I, you know, on the first few songs, like, that I really got into was, like, Lose Yourself by Eminem. Obviously, that's in there. Mm-hmm. Like, The Time Is Now by John Cena. That's a great song. I, I genuinely like that song. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. As a kid. And, you know, like, all that stuff. Like, I liked a lot of rap. The title is in the song. But then I heard my sister started showing me Panic at the Disco. Oh. And I heard songs like... There's a good reason these tables are numbered, honey. You just haven't thought of them yet. And lying is the most fun a girl could have without taking her clothes off. And I constantly thank God for Esteban. And I was like, huh? <laughs> what? Who? What is this? And I was like, shut. <laughs> shut. <laughs> Hush. And I, and I had no clue. And there's not even an inkling of like, there's a good reason these tables are numbered, honey. You just haven't thought of them yet. Is my favorite song by Panic at the Disco. But if I tell someone, hey, you know what my favorite song is? There's a good reason these tables are numbered, honey. You just haven't thought of them yet. It's kind of annoying. That's like yeah. the 1975 naming their one album. Um, you are so beautiful yet you were. Or when, I like it when you were sleeping because you were so beautiful. You were. You were. Yet you are so unaware of it. I can't even get it out. That's yeah. how. It's. Why do they name these things? Oh, like was it? It's by the. Uh, uh, the bell tones or something. Yeah or the bomb tones and they have a song it's like everything was misunderstood and this is why we had to stop loving each other i'm like why yeah i, I played that song on air once i was like i'm not saying the name i'm like this is by them i hope you like it they have good voice like yeah and like, well, i don't i don't i don't really understand the meaning like like i love sometimes there are songs that just have a name that describes how they sound or feel. Yeah. And they, like you can look at someone and go, what is this? And you say it and you go, I get that. Like that's all the reactions yeah. they go, that makes so much sense. Your feet's yeah. too big. <laughs> exactly. Like, that makes perfect sense. Pink yeah. Floyd has a song called Several Money. Species of Small Furry Animals Gathered Together in a Cave and Grooving with a Pick. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> it. That's I mean I wonder what it's about. Well not about that, probably. Not, <laughs> not even close. Um, Coming from the people that wrote like one word wonder songs. Snow Patrol has a song called Get Balsamic Vinegar Quick, You Fool. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> yeah, it says that the this was on the first album. Gary Lightbody wrote this, uh, this song about his college roommate who got on his nerves to such a dem- tremendous degree that he names a song after an irritating thing that she had said. That's it. That's that's why. But, like, you see the song title and you never would have known that unless you sit down with the artist and interview them and are like, all right, now why the fuck is this named like this? Because that makes no sense are whatsoever. Arctic Monkeys have one called the Hellcat Spangled Shalala. 
Not surprised. Well, that's just Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, I mean, like, their song, like, from what? Oh, I forget what the album is. It's just Knee Socks. You're like, huh. And that's, like, the one where they say constantly, like, Knee Socks? Yeah. It's, oh, that's a banger, though, too. That's, so, that yeah. whole album is amazing. Yeah. I, I, I pulled up the the other, the Panic at the Disco album. It's called uh, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. And another one on there is, the only difference between Matrodome and Suicide is press coverage. And then... They, yeah, they're, they're just re- it's like they're screaming for help I know yeah for real I, I genuinely I love like this is an incredible album if you haven't listened to it have you ever listened to this album probably I just don't remember it's actually like incredible I love it but the songs the song titles make absolutely no sense to my have you ever just to my knowledge them? like read them in a list like you're, you're reading a, a paragraph do you want me to read it right now yeah let's see introduction <laughs> the only difference between matrodome and suicide is press coverage London beckons songs about money written by machines, nails for breakfast, tax for snacks, camisado, time to dance, lying is the most fun a girl could have without taking her clothes off, intermission, but it's better if you do, I write sins not tragedies, I constantly thank God for Esteban, there's a good reason these tables are numbered, honey, you just haven't thought of them yet, build God, then we'll talk. I mean, it wasn't 100% coherent, (laughs) but you could definitely, like, opposed to, like, other, like, albums, you'd be like, what? Yeah. Shut. Shut. Um, it seems to me that a lot of that genre has just weird outlandish names for a lot of their songs. Like this one by Mayday Parade is Even Robots Need Blankets. I, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. It was the, uh, I know Green Day a long time ago, and they haven't confirmed you yet, but they came out, I think, early 2000s or, yeah. And they came out as a separate artist group called The Network. And it was all this weird, like, uh, if you ever listen to Devo, it's like if Devo came out in the early 2000s. was kind of their whole vibe. Mm. And some of, the, some of the lyrics in the songs made no sense as well as the name. Um, one of their famous ones they had had was, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, My Brain is Melting and It Smells Like Volcanoes. It was a classic one my brother always used to recite. Uh, like Joe Circuit. There's one just about masturbation. If you're like a mechanical man, like, like artists sometimes just go so far out in that. And I guess that's that creative, like creativity as a way for them to express it or for someone else. I mean, I don't know anymore. Apparently everyone doesn't do anything anymore. Whatever. I think that's kind of, it kind of plays back to what we were saying earlier where not everybody does everything for the creation of the song. Yeah. I mean, really like, to some extent, it is kind of sad, like for certain artists to be like, "Oh, I did not write this piece, and that piece means a lot to you." Mm. But at the same time, them writing it should not be the reason why it means so much to you. It should be what's being sung, said, or the sound of it yeah. that speaks to you. And you go, okay. you know, "I'm just saying from the sense of like why it's meaningful." Like, it shouldn't lose meaning for the song. I understand when there is, if there's someone that you thought as a character or a role model that goes, wow, look at what all they can do and you find out everything they've done is a lie. I can see how that's heartbreaking. <clears throat> but at the same time, I feel like at every moment you're like, well, the impact of how I meet is maybe changed, but I should still allow it to like motivate me or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> I the, the way I think of it... Is it like music videos? I was actually kind of saying, <laughs> gonna say that. It, I, for me, it's really about relatability, and I, I, am okay. very right. okay, like, camera. Camera. <laughs> I'm very like, I, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I, I love having songs that relate to me, which is fair, right? 
Okay, yeah. Is that okay? I I agree. It's it's great when you find an and, artist. And yeah, if if you have an artist like like Frank Sinatra, he has a ton of songs that are relatable to me, and and I almost feel like you're Frank Sinatra. No. <laughs> no. I, I feel like that he feels he understands what I'm going through, and I know he doesn't write his own music, but like that. I feel with, like it should be the other way around that you can relate to what he was going through, because no, like if I'm upset and and he's like, hey man, I've had this experience too. <laughs> hey Cameron, I got you. <laughs> I get what you mean. I'm just messing with you. Right? I know, uh, but like even like Eminem, like when I have like a crappy day, like I'll put on some like screw you Eminem music, and I'll be like, oh Eminem hates people too so do i i'm really upset like and like you know like it's it, it feels like someone is there for you like that was always it, my it, appeal with kid cuddy yeah and and when you're like oh the person who i've felt oh he's he's there for me and like th those words like to comfort you are someone else's it messes with your head you know i i don't know if i i, I want to be crushed it would definitely skew your vision. I exactly. Yeah. You'd like, have to think about it and probably listen to it again and try to understand it from a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah, like like that artist I had just played on my show, Belu, that does everything in his songs, writes all that. Like his uh, album they just released, I think, last year, Suburban Bliss, I find extremely relatable, just not because it's also a great sounding album, a lot of his lyrics, or because it's just him talking about his life. Yeah. And like none of it is actually... Like, incredible. Like, everything he says, there's nothing that is stretching out the imagination going, wow, I wish my life was like It's literally him singing about, like, enjoying Saturday because he can sleep in and do gardening. Like, that's it. And, like, stuff he speaks. So, like, to me, it's like, wow, I listen to your music and I can vibe with it, you know, the effects he does on his guitar or whatever. But also, while I'm hearing him sing, not only is his voice enjoyable, but I go, wow, like, it's okay to, like, be like, I'm getting older, but that's fine because I'm still cool. Like... You know, there is some sense of, like, security. So I get what you mean, like, when you listen yeah. to a Frank Sinatra song. Yeah. Like, every time I feel like I'm about to fail, I always play uh, My Way. And then it always it always motivates <laughs> me for whatever I'm going through. And I'm like, you know what? That's right. Like, yeah. look at this man in his career. And yet he still was like, you know what? I've lost and I've won. You know, I have a few regrets, but I try not to. You know, like, yeah. for an artist to, like, project something that so many people can relate to is a talent. But if you told me, oh, My Way wasn't written by Frank Sinatra, but was written by someone else... Be like, okay, but still the way he sings and the way he just projects those words is what makes that an experience. Yeah, that's very true. Sorry, I just, I found this, the name of this song, and I just thought it was really funny. I don't know who the hell Bobby Bear is, um, but he made a song called Dropkick Me Jesus Through the Goalposts of Life, and I just thought that was <laughs> that's badass. worthy of sharing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will give credit to, like, uh, you all know Evan, right? Spaz. Mm -hmm. I will give punk artists a lot of credit that their creativity and their band names to naming their songs is exponentially higher than any other collective group in or any genre in music, I believe. There are times throughout the day where I will just hear somebody say something or like two random words like used to describe something completely different. And mm -hmm. I'll be like, that would make a really dope punk band name oh it's because it's i need like, to start writing them down yeah, whenever i say that it's like a noun and then an action or a verb yeah like someone's like oh i just like um what was it it was like oh like roadkill souffle like something like that that's like, perfect it's that's, disgusting yet also like wow. that's amazing um things like that yeah and the band names i think are also extremely crucial because 
if you don't have a name that's rememberable or a name that can at least be easily like or like unforgettable i guess are the same words just said there but something that like has some meaning like oh sometimes it's just like frank sinatra that is that is the artist it's the name and you remember him because he is the one doing it mm -hmm. but then you have things like uh, like foster the people um what are the good band names Lo what was it los los lonely boys los lonely boys um yeah, so I feel like having a creative name as well. Like, punk artists definitely, like, I can remember so many of them because they're just so uh, uh, fuck, fucking crazy. Like, well, I guess they're Anal not... cunt. Uh, butthole surfers. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, just, I don't know. Re real quick, I just want to interject that Paul Anka wrote My Way, for, but he wrote it specifically for Frank Sinatra. So in like and and that is true. Is he like, the one who also did "Put Your Head on My Shoulder," Polinka, or am I thinking something? Um, I, he he did do a lot of music. He probably sang that. Okay. But I, that name sounds familiar. Yeah. That's why or not. And yeah. like, when it comes to like writing lyrics, in the '40s and '50s, people wrote for other people. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm a writer. Let me write down 80 songs and then sell them. Like a lot of times, it was like in conjuncture with artists. Like and. I have I have a, another list and I just found this songs written or co-written by Frank Sinatra and there's seven. That's wow. Yeah, I don't. Okay, I don't. I I obviously don't know. Sure. I'm not, I am not saying that this is all of them. No. But so I'm a fool to want you, mistletoe and holly, Mister Success, Peach Tree Street, Sheila, Take My Love and This Love of Mine are all written or and i don't think any of them are actually written by him they're all co-written so he has co-writing credits on those seven songs and i he might have it on more but those are the seven that i found i don't know like i mean it's in the sense of like oh i wrote this song i cannot sing it but i know the one man that could the, with the voice exactly. and projection and a lot of that is like, what actually happens it's I, not I, like oh this guy stole my song just to use a name just because a lot of people recognize like like Jimi hendrix like if you wrote a guitar piece like this would be incredible, but there's only one person I know that could yeah. take this and really make like the full soul of it come out. Like yeah. to seek an artist and writing something going, you need the playlist and they're going, damn, that's good. Yeah. I get it in that sense. But that, I like, mean, yeah, like Paul I, I just, it's so weird that I can see it, but I also can't see the conventional difference between conventional music, everything excluding like really hip hop and rap, I guess in that sense. And then those two of like why it's so important. Yeah. You know, the song Manic Monday by the Bangles. Yeah. It was written by Prince. But when Prince wrote it and he was going to perform it for himself, he didn't like the way that it sounded. And then he was, I'm sure, either in the studio with or whatever with the Bangles and was like, you know what? You guys should do this song and gave and it to them. That actually reminds me of a story that I know. Um, this, this, we could talk about this. You know the song. Blinded by the light. Yeah. Yep. By uh, De is it Dexy's Midnight Runners? Yes. Oh. Yeah, Dexy's Midnight Runners. Do you know who originally sang that? No. Bruce Springsteen. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I believe huh. so. Alex, fact check me on that. Look up "Blinded by the Light" Bruce Springsteen. Uh, actually, when I type in "Blinded by the Light," the first thing that comes up is Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and yeah. Somehow, for some reason, much bigger letters than the rest of everything else. So. And then, yeah. So Bruce Springsteen originally wrote Blinded by the Light yeah. and and sang it, and then it was a cover. Wrapped up like a douche in the night. Deuce. It's a deuce. Revved up like a deuce. I always thought it was douche. 
Are you serious right I'm now? dead serious. That's no, what my dad... It's revved up like a deuce. Revved up like a deuce, like a deuce coupe. Yeah. Oh, it's about a car. <laughs> dead serious. Blinded serious by the light, revved up like a deuce. And get out. <laughs> I feel like... I mean, the way they say... I mean, Speaking of lyrics, I know. That was so... Like, everybody I know is like, Oh, he says douche. <laughs> no, it's revved up like a deuce. Another <laughs> runner in the night. It's a great song. Because I always ask my dad, yeah. and my dad was like, I don't know why he says douche. Yeah, af- like, afterwards, I'm gonna p- I'll play you the... Uh, a Bruce Springsteen version and it's horrible I'll it's the deuce yeah like Cam said refers to the deuce coupe yeah. um, which was like an old race car and the Beach Boys actually wrote a song yeah. called it's little, deuce, little coupe. deuce coupe little, little deuce, deuce coupe, coupe. <laughs> that's the same yeah it's the same thing yep little douche coupe <laughs> little deuce <laughs> rap <laughs> if it ain't it ain't wicked if it ain't rap <laughs> <laughs> Um, but one one last thing before uh, before we go, I want to talk about um, like so. What you talked a lot about like lyrics and writing lyrics, but what do you think about a song that has bad lyrics but has good other th- parts? Do you still consider that a good song? So I guess like maybe give us an example. So yeah. so I the I personally have a big grudge with Migos. Obviously not personally, but like me and <laughs> yeah. Me when's and the them, last time yeah. you've been in Atlanta? Me and them fist fight all the time in Atlanta, but no, no, no. Like everyone, you know, when I feel like Migos has kind of died, like died down the hype mm-hmm. around Migos. But when they came out, you know, Bad and Bougie and Stir Fry and all that, all that stuff, they freaked out. Like everyone was like, "This is incredible!" Like yeah. artists of the century, like, inc- and I was like, "This is horrible!" Like. Do you listen to the words they're saying? Have you seen yeah. music videos? It, no, <laughs> but do you listen to the words they're saying? It makes absolutely no sense. Like, yeah, a lot of it the, is the just... lyrics are terrible. It's hey girl, ooh ah yeah, ah uh, yeah, you're a sexy girl, ah uh, ah uh, ooh. Like that's it. It sounds like George of the it's, Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it's because like ooh ee ooh ah ah ding That's what it sounds like to me. People were enamored with trap music yeah. at like the peak of them coming out and they like and they, they were different because there was three of them and they did each other's ad libs and that was also a new thing that was coming back and like making yeah. like yeah big gains again that hadn't really been there and so i think it was the perfect timing for them to be like coming up in the rap game i guess um i don't think obviously as far as lyrical content goes i'm not a fan but it's still music that I'll listen and turn up to. I like, mean, I, okay, to be fair. To be fair. To, to, to be, be fair. fair. I will turn up to that. Like, I, it is it is, it is, is music that if I hear it in the club, I'm not going to go, huh, I'm not going to dance to this. This stinks. Like, like, I'm not gonna I be, wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if you did, though. I sit in the corner. I hate this music video. <laughs> they ruined my yeah. image. <laughs> no, no, no. But Big Sean and Amigos Sacrifices, yeah. that song goes Ooh. hard. Yeah, I but, but I, I'll never... Like I'll never say, you know what's a great song? Like what you know who what's a great like great music? Migos or you know what's a great song? Bad and bougie. Because f- especially for rap with me is like the few th- like the few things that you need to have are like good cadence. Yes. You need to have like interesting flow and intricate flow and you need to have good words. And I don't think Migos really has any of that. Maybe good cadence. They have one, but you need to tick at least two out of the three boxes. Raindrop. And, and they don't. Crop top. Drop top, drop top, a pop, e poop, <laughs> beep pop, boop, yeah. Walk it, I got talk it. Hey, hey, young gravy. Yo, <laughs> speaking <Not> of lyrical <laughs> rappers, <laughs> he's on a different level. 
the See, best kind. We don't, of. That's the thing. I think that's he, that's that's a good topic niche. for next week. Comedy Young rap, gravy? Oh, comedy, comedy rap, or comedy music. Yeah, and whether it's acceptable. <laughs> yes, we could talk about that next time. So fair enough. I think enough. everyone right. has uh, something to look forward to the next time. Yeah. So yeah. I just I just want to talk about Why that not? specific thing because, like, for me, if if the lyrics are bad, like I said, like if if a po a poem is like really boring. Like, and it is See, just that's like, a hard comparison though because, no, ah. if you it, it there's one aspect. It's it, one dimensional. If it was a, a poem, is one dimensional. If it was a poem full of pictures and words, and you're like, well, the art's beautiful. It's just the words below. Then yes, I can see what you mean. That there are some songs I just can't really think of any that purely for the fact of their instrumentals in the background, they're great. And there are some songs that the instrumentals are boring and just repetitive. I think a lot of the Beatles work. Musically, even you know, with the Ringo on rhythm, you know, all, all of what they've been praised for, a lot of Beatle backtracks are extremely boring and boom. boom I I agree boom, with boom, that too. Boom, there's boom. you know, it's like yeah, there's yeah, a there's not much there's a ton of um, to it. like rap songs too where they they add in like these stupid little sound effects that I, that make me so mad and I can't <laughs> I can't physically listen to the song. Like, <laughs> how else do you listen to a song? Not but not physically. No, like I, I'm just like physically like it hurts me to listen to the song. Like, there's a song, Easy Baby, I Never May Love. You know that song, Alex? Yeah. Yeah. And you know the bed creaking in the background? Yeah. Oh, That's my God. That's so funny it's to like, me that eat, they eat, they eat, use eat. that to, it, it, like, counter <laughs> the beat and stuff. <laughs> it's so funny to me that they did yeah, that. Yeah, it pierces my ears, and I, I don't like that song. Like, I think it's actually, like, a catchy song, yeah. but I, I hate the song because of the beat. And there, there's just, That's like, fair. things with that, like, to me, you need to have at least okay beat and okay lyrics to make a good song. You can't have really bad. Like a, That's Migos, what I wanted to talk yeah. about. I didn't realize Cameron came in and told me. He goes, what was the subject you think we got? I was like, oh, what makes a good song great? Like, yeah. what makes great music? Because I played Fleetwood Mac yeah. during my show. What what song? Uh, Dreams. Oh. In, in your honor. But, oh, um, thank you. But, you know, I'm Dreams. like. I was like. I, and, he, you know, Ray Cameron Anna made a great Anna. comment. He goes, oh, if you someone could take the song and take samples from it. It. I'm like, but the songs are incredible. Like, as yeah. it is in its one form, it is spectacular. And then can be divvied up into even greater things. Like okay. Cam and I trying to sample the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> it's just too good. It's just too good. <laughs> it's, can't. We can't change yeah. it to make it any better. <laughs> so, okay. So, we have our next two subjects. We're going to talk about... Comedy rap and then what makes and a good gonna, song great. That sounds pretty good to me, guys. Well, thank you once again for listening in to Monday Music Breakdown. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We'll, uh, we'll catch you on the other side. See you, bud. Bye.